Brighter Media Group Original. Hey, welcome into the Versed Podcast. My name is John. Thanks for joining me in this daily pursuit to become more perceptive to what the Bible says. Today we are reading the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. So what we've been doing in the month of December is reading, studying, and reflecting on a chapter of the Gospel of Luke. There are 24 days leading up to Christmas, 24 chapters in Luke. And so the hope and goal and prayer is to enter the celebration of the birth of Jesus with Christmas, with this full context of his life and ministry. And really my hope and prayer for each of us is that we fully experience a closeness to God like we never have before. So take out your Bibles. If you are able, we are diving into Luke 10. And Luke 10 covers two massive topics. Jesus sends out missionaries to towns he would eventually be traveling to, and it shows them and us how to engage in culture in terms of doing missions work. Now, what is your mission field, and how can this be applied? The second is the popular story of Mary and Martha, addressing not only if salvation is something that we can earn, but how we can assess where we are in our relationship with Jesus today. If you feel like you're doing a lot of work for God, but you don't feel close to him, you are not going to want to miss out on today's episode. In a normal podcast, we would dive into the historical uh, context of the verses of Luke Uh, of what we were experiencing. And because we are going through a chapter of Luke every day leading up to Christmas, it's a bit redundant. It's included in the earlier uh, podcasts and those episodes. So I encourage you to actually go back and listen to get that context in an interest of time and keeping things short. Um, We're not going to dive into that right now. But um, as most of you know, in the podcast, not only do we go into the historical and cultural context, we actually take the time to read together. Um, And typically that's one verse or a group of verses. And because this is a whole chapter and an interest of keeping this short, we're not going to do that. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is to hit pause on the podcast and read the full chapter of Luke 10 on your own and then come back to the reflection. That would be the best way to do it. You don't have to, though. Uh, You can carry on right through the reflection because I will be sharing some key verses from Luke 10. But It would be the best experience for you, I think, if you read Luke 10. So let's get into it. Cool. So the first part of Luke 10 is the account of Jesus sending out 72 disciples as missionaries. They were to travel ahead of him in pairs to towns he would be visiting. And this was a key event, a training event for the life of the church. Jesus was showing the disciples how to engage in this missions outreach for the gospel. And based on these first few verses, the first 20 verses or so, we can see an example even for us today of how we should engage in doing missions work and sharing the gospel. There's five ways based on scripture. One is prayerfully. Verse two, it says, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Prayer is, is the power source for effective missions. It's the fuel that keeps it going. Two, peacefully, verse three, remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. 
We might be hated. We probably will be hated. That's promised. But we aren't to return hate with hate. We are to love, to serve, and do it innocently and peacefully. Number three is to engage in missions faithfully. Verse four, don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Really, what this is saying is we should trust in God to supply our every need. We shouldn't be anxious. We shouldn't seek to avoid all risk either or rely on our own resources because oftentimes God will take us beyond what we can do and what we can control, doesn't he? So he can supply our every need. Number four, confidently engage in mission work. Not to be anxious yet again, shouldn't be worried, timid, shy, or insecure. We should know who we represent and speak his words and show his compassion with confidence. And if people reject you, they're not rejecting you, but him who sent you. And the last uh, here in verse 20, rejoicing in our salvation. These 72 disciples were given unique authority powerful authority over demons and sickness, and they were amazed by the power Jesus had given them. But Jesus told them not to rejoice over the power and the authority, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. See, we should never lose sight of this primary cause for our joy, that we are children of God that have received eternal life in Jesus Christ. So what is your mission field? Where has God placed you? And who has God put in your life that need to hear the gospel or see the love of Jesus? And can you engage in this mission with prayer, with peace, with confidence, with faith, with joy in your salvation? When you do that, you can trust that God will work his perfect will through you, even though you are imperfect. So moving on into verses 21 through 24, it's very clear that Jesus views knowing him and being able to see his kingdom uh, are great blessings that are given by God through grace. Jesus's view of salvation then comes up against a man who is desiring to justify himself and then by Martha after that. It really contrasts uh, the view of salvation and it's a beautiful picture for us to be able to see. And we see this man who is identified as an expert in the law ask Jesus, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? The flaw in his question is that he thinks eternal life is something to be earned, something to inherit. And because he was thinking this way, Jesus actually pushes him towards what he knows, (laughs) Um, hoping to humble him to the point to where he will actually see the need um, for salvation. But he's still trapped in this legalistic way of thinking. He wants to justify himself, and so he asks Jesus, who is my neighbor? And through that, hoping to get the requirements of the law down to a task so that he can accomplish it. When Jesus tells uh, this man the story of the Good Samaritan, he's showing him what a transformed heart looks like. Uh, In the story, the priest and the Levite were concerned about their legal obligations for cleanliness, and they fail to love their neighbor. Only the Samaritan, who is already an unclean outcast, has the evidence of a changed heart that overflows with mercy to others. So after Jesus tells the story, we see Martha busily slaving away, serving Jesus, yes, 
She resents the fact that her sister Mary is content to sit at the feet of Jesus and learn from him. The problem with Martha is that she thought her service to Jesus was more important than learning from him. She had not learned the contentment of resting at his feet and listening. And so she was distracted with much serving, the Bible says, and was anxious and troubled about many things. Mary, on the other hand, knew that the only thing that was necessary was this one thing, and that was sitting at his feet. And so Jesus said she had chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So if we understand that salvation is a gift from God to be received and not earned, that is freely given and not deserved, that grace is going to blow your mind and transform your heart. But if we're seeking to justify ourselves, to check off our checklists, If we're distracted with much serving, we will remain, like Martha, restless, discontent, anxious. God wants you to serve him, yes, but not at the cost of your relationship with him. So today, if you feel like you are doing more for God, if you're working harder but praying less, and you don't feel close to him, it's probably time to spiritually reassess. And maybe it's time to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. Now would be a beautiful time to do that as we reflect on the scripture today. As we pray to God, there's a time for this. And, um, and to meditate, um, to just sit and be still. The only thing I'll encourage you to do with these next 60 seconds is not turn the podcast off, but to be intentional with this time in your reflection. We'll do that and then come back on the other side. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the Verse podcast. I do not take that for granted whatsoever. And uh, my prayer is that you are experiencing hope and encouragement through the power of God's word through the Bible and that you're becoming more perceptive to it and that it is giving you these emotional guts and fortitude to just keep moving forward. And that's the key there.
If you want more resources to study deeper into the scripture, I've got those linked for you in the episode notes. They are the same resources that I use to build these podcasts and to study the Bible. I also have a link to my social media in the notes. And if you want to connect and reach out, if you want me to dive into a a verse in a future episode, once we're done with Luke, I can do that and uh, answer any questions that you have. One last thing I'll ask you, if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and a review on the podcast, that helps more people discover it, but also helps people that do come across it, what they can expect from the podcast. I would appreciate that so much. So thank you in advance for that. Make hope louder today, my friends. We'll talk tomorrow. Thank you.